Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. Hi, I'm Keelam Chan, and my latest cookbook is China the Cookbook. This is a book that is done with me and my wife working together. 650 recipes from 34 provinces and 56 indigenous groups. China the Cookbook is the definitive cookbook Bible of the world's most popular and oldest cuisine. Discuss the magnitude of this project. Well, we started actually the uh, publisher, our publisher Biden Press, has asked us to write about the eight regional styles in China, plus maybe a few others. And we thought about it. We say if the book is going to be called China the Cookbook, it's not only the eight regions, but we have to cover the entire country. So we sort of took it on ourselves, and we said, fine, we would do everything in, in country. And that wow. sort of covers like over 30 regional styles, okay, covers entire area. We want to make sure each area is represented, okay? No matter how much and large or small, at least they should be there, okay? So we spent quite a bit of time, in fact, uh, doing research uh, and also then the writing of the book itself. The writing itself took oh, about 12 months just for the recipes, and then another two months offered on the culture. But prior to writing the book, we, we really had lived in China for many, many years and did quite a bit of research. So we started not from ground zero, but with a pretty solid foundation. Um, anyway, we started to write, oh, in fact, not 650 recipes, but 800. That is what the publisher required us to do, 800 recipes. And we found that you know, in our own portfolio, we had 1,200 recipes. You know, at home, we have collected and so on throughout the years. Uh, so we had to select 800 from the 1,200 and deliver to the uh, publisher. They finally narrowed it down to 650 because the book was just getting too big. It's so, gorgeous. If we had put everything in, it may have been a 1,000 pages. <laughs> so, so it made sense to cut some of them out. I was under the impression that, for example, Shandong in the north had salty cuisine and Sichuan in the west had spicy cuisine. What should we know about the complexity of the eight great cuisines? Well, they each have very different characteristics, partly based on, on geography, climate, and history. Uh, the reason why we had Eight, pretty much the eight regional styles that is quite well known is because they have really uh, had the benefit of oh, a fairly long period of stability. Okay, whereas elsewhere in the north, no, turbulence, the, the uh, disasters from natural and so on, actually created a lot of problems for them. So along the coastal region, also on to the west of Sichuan, we were blessed usually with pretty good weather, lots of ingredients, very rich, and, and stability. So we were able to develop each area, develop its own cuisine. Now, we talk about Sichuan, the hot and spicy food. Well, Sichuan is not always hot and spicy. We didn't get, they didn't get chili until around, I would say, the 5th fifth, fifth century. So it's only been a few hundred years. But you know, uh, 60% of Sichuanese food is not hot contrary to what people's expectation. So, so again, this is something, you know, we, we, I did not specifically point it out, but many of the Sichuanese dishes are not hot, okay? 
to the south, of course, the Cantonese, now, which I think the Americans are quite well uh, familiar with, is, is generally tend to be milder in taste. Okay, again, perhaps it's our weather, or perhaps just, it, it's just the fact that we get very, very fresh ingredients, and we would love to taste the, the natural taste of the ingredients themselves and not try to overpower it with uh, too, many, too many condiments and so on. And then, of course, if we move on to the eastern side, the, the Shanghai, the Zhejiang province, they are very rich also in, in terms of seafood, and they tend to have, a, I would say, a bit of a sweeter tooth than other places. So their cuisine tend to be a bit on the sweeter side. And Shandong province, which you just mentioned, is a bit up on the north, salty, a little bit more oily than the southern cuisines. So, so I think generally this is sort of how I, how I would characterize the various styles. China's agricultural output is the largest in the world, only about 15%, give or take, of its total land can be cultivated. Considering that, plus war, poverty, floods, and famine, I marvel at the complex cuisine. Can you talk a little bit about the history of Chinese food culture? So we started 10,000 years ago with a certain cooking technique, and that is something we still use today. Now, throughout the ages, um, again, historically, China was never, was not always a united country as we know today. There are different factions, different kingdoms within China, and so they each have their own historical development. They like different kinds of food. And because in the old days, it was not easy to go between areas. So they were pretty segregated in each area. And so they developed their own unique style. And now, so China has many, many different styles. And we sort of learned from each other as well throughout the ages. Uh, the, you know, we, from the south, we pick up new things from the north. When we used to eat a lot of rice, we now eat a lot of noodles as well, and vice versa. The North, north has picked up a lot of new ingredients and techniques from the South. And so we enrich each other by absorbing each other's knowledge, techniques, and skills. The power of home cooking. You believe food should be about families. Can you talk a little bit about that? Food is about sharing. Okay, we don't cook Chinese food just for oneself. It is hard to do this. You cannot cook for one. You may make a few dumplings or wontons or both noodles. But other than that, food is for sharing. So we always cook for a number of people. Now, family is an important element in Chinese life. So food cooking for the entire family is probably the most important thing. It, it brings the families together. Uh, it allows communication across the dinner table or lunch table. And this is something everybody prizes, uh, get the opportunity to share, to be together. So food is important in, in, a, in family life, uh, home cooking in particular, because most people prefer home cooking. This is something that, you know, food is, is sort of something that stays in one's memory, the taste, the flavor. So everybody would somehow remember what they eat at home and would always gravitate towards home for home cooking. Now tell us about your father. Did you get your passion for Chinese cuisine from him? I learned a lot from him. He was a, uh, he was a war correspondent in the, in the 20th century, around the first part of the, of the century. And, and in his travels, he was able to uh, go everywhere in China. 
and therefore able to sample all kinds of food. He was a very naturally curious person. You know, he, he asked about everything. You know, who, people he met, things he ate, and how they, how they did it. And so when he became a uh, chief editor in a newspaper in Hong Kong, he started to write about things he learned on his trips. And he published 10 books in between the years 1951 and 53. And these books are still being republished today and are considered as references for a lot of chefs. So when I was young, I sort of, I sort of learned from him, not so much by in terms of instructing me how to do it, but I watched and I, I looked at the way he treated food, the respect and the time he spent doing it. And occasionally he would ask me to do a few chores for him. And so I started to, to know a little bit about cooking and, and get, got an interest in it. But the passion only came afterwards, when, after I grew up and had more chance to really do some cooking myself. And then uh, when my wife and I uh, got, got married, we did a lot of cooking for my father. He loved to uh, entertain guests at home. So afterward, we would go home and we became the chefs for him at home. And by doing that, we were learning from him a lot. And this sort of gave us that solid foundation for us later to get into the business writing cookbooks. So yesterday, I made two recipes out of your cookbook. Uh, oh. Number one, drumsticks and sauce from, from page 274, and uh-huh. peanut mochi for dessert on page 626. I was reading about the chicken recipe, and I saw it was from the Yunnan province. Yes. And so how does that southwestern mountainous terrain influence the cuisine in that region? They have the most variety of mushrooms in the Yunnan district, Yunnan area. They have high mountains and forests and all that, and they grew most of the world's mushrooms. So mushroom is a big part in their cuisine. Okay? When we talk about mushrooms, it is always Yunnan. Okay? Yunnan mushrooms are well-famous. Uh, and then, of course, they have quite a number of uh, ethnic nationalities in Yunnan. And, they, and their cooking is a, little, is a little bit different. They will use flowers, coconut, and things that can, they can get from the forest. And that become part of their cuisine. So Yunnan cuisine is sort of a mixture of uh, ethnic group cuisine as well as the Han people's cuisine and making use of all kinds of ingredients from the forest and the mountains. I found that the peanut mochi was really easy and quick to make and not too sweet. Now that recipe is from the Hakka region and I read that the hallmark of their cuisine is texture. As a Westerner, eating something solely for texture makes no sense to me. <laughs> the, Hakka, the Hakka people actually migrated from the north to south China and started to live in the mountains, okay, where the, the, it was actually pretty hard to, to survive in those days. So they, so they, they cooked whatever they could get, and, and, well, they did not have all that much great ingredients to start out with. Okay? So it is not just ingredients, but again, the, the mixture of everything else, the kind of texture they created, that sort of became the hallmark of some of the Hakka's people. This stunning book, China, the Cookbook, makes cooking an experience. Thanks so much for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you, Susie.